Okay, this is take, I don't know, three and a half, four, something like that. Every time I start recording this podcast, I end up going off on a rant. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We're talking about crypto today, and I'm not going to say I told you so, but I might come pretty darn close. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guest of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investments or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Okay. So by now, I'm sure that you've heard quite a bit about the blow up of the crypto exchange FTX and its uh, sister company, Alameda Research, which is the hedge fund uh, and the guy behind both of these, uh, or at least 90% of Alameda Research is owned by this guy is named Sam Bankman Freed. And uh, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail of what happened there. This isn't an analysis of that. There's been a lot written over the past two weeks uh, about this blow up. You've probably heard about it on the news or maybe a podcast that you listen to or um, the front page of the paper. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about the situation, a little bit about how this plays into what I think about crypto and uh, why I've taken the stance that I've taken on crypto over the past couple of years. And uh, and so here we go. Um, so basically, as, a, as kind of a really high-level overview, and this is an incomplete overview, but an overview nonetheless, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried has been um, for quite some time, uh, you know, he was the CEO of FTX, the crypto exchange. They had their own token called FTT. Um, he also was 90% owner of Alameda Research, which is a, uh, a hedge fund that uh, took on a lot of speculations, as hedge funds do. And uh, what happened is um, they uh, there was some, some balance sheet discrepancies. There was some borrowing uh, by Alameda from FTX, as I understand it. And uh, I think Sam thought that the... Uh, the exposure or the leverage to the balance sheet was, you know, something like $5 billion and, uh, and well within control and then learned to find out it was more than double that and um, went out into the street and, and uh, was looking for help. One of the companies that considered helping uh, was Binance, which is another uh, crypto exchange and crypto platform. And... Uh, the CEO of Binance, uh, he goes by CZ, <laughs> he looked at the books and uh, I think their team did a little bit of due diligence and discovered that it was uh, it was way too, the hole was way too deep for them to jump into. And uh, I think at one point he even, uh, I don't know if it was in jest or if it was a serious offer, but offered to buy uh, Sam Bankman Freed's company for a dollar. And uh, of course, you know, any CEO, any any founder is going to look at that and, and that's going to be an insult. But uh, then ended up under counsel filing for Chapter 11 protection and then all hell broke loose after that. And we started learning about all of these issues. So um, this guy was the uh, supposed golden boy uh, of crypto, smart guy, like super genius level. 
um, made a lot of money, uh, was one of the largest donors to the uh, DNC and the uh, recent campaigns. Um, he had a methodology where he wanted to raise money as fast as possible so he could give it away as fast as possible. So he had an element of altruism uh, in the theater, of, well, what we now know as theater. And um, yeah, it broke. Uh, and, and what we're finding out is there were no good cash controls between the companies. There was no great financial auditing of the um of the balance sheets and uh in fact they've brought in now a new ceo because sam bankman fried is is ousted he's in hiding somewhere um he's still giving interviews to tell try to tell his side of the story he's tweeting uh he's texting reporters uh quite frankly like this dude should be in jail um you know we're finding out that they were commingling customer assets for part of um, trying to plug the hole in the balance sheet of, uh, of the uh, Alameda research. Again, as I understand it, um, there was some inappropriate personal use of funds by employees. Uh, they were making um, requests for uh, payments by text. They were given approvals or denials by text and emoji um, to offer these things. There was no official employee roster, so they don't even know who actually really worked there, um, just, it, it's a mess. And in fact, the guy who's been called in to be the the uh, interim CEO is a guy by the name of John Ray III. Um, he's been appointed as the CEO of FTX. He has been involved in many of these kind of corporate collapses and those kinds of things. And if you remember back to 1999-2000, this guy stepped in and uh, was responsible for cleaning up the mess that was left behind by Enron. So that's important because, and, and I'm going to read a quote to you, um, and this is sourced from the, the Morning Brew newsletter, and, uh, and here's what he said. Um, quote, I have over 40 years of legal and restructuring experience. I have been the chief restruct restructuring officer or chief executive officer in several of the largest corporate failures in history. I have supervised situations involving allegations of criminal activity and malfeasance. Think Enron. Continued quote, nearly every situation in which I have been involved has been characterized by defects of some sort of internal controls, regulatory compliance, human resources, and systems integrity. Never in my career have I seen such a complete failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information as what has occurred here, end quote. Now think about that, folks. Remember Enron. Um, if you're too young to remember Enron or you weren't really uh, in the market, then, um, you know, big energy company, major collapse, major, major fraud, um, investor assets uh, were used, um, inappropriately and a lot of personal things and mansions and planes and all the things you do when you're stealing other people's money. Uh, that That's exactly what happens. So um, and we've got the guy here who was involved in, with Enron saying that this is potentially worse than Enron, which is saying a lot. And FTX was not a small company. It's a, it's a, it was a very large crypto exchange, one of the largest, in fact, uh, globally. So um, quite interesting, you know, and it's not surprising because we, it's been documented, you know, we know about um, Sam Bankman-Fried again, golden boy, brilliant, um, 
noted for, uh, I think it was earlier this year, he was on a call with a, a major VC firm asking for, you know, several hundred millions of dollars. Not, not a whole lot of money, not a big deal. And uh, they're on a Zoom call and he's making the pitch um, to get this investment from the VC firm. He's playing a video game while he's on the Zoom call and the VC firm gave him the frickin' money thinking that it was just a sheer sign of his brilliance and it was, you know, uh, you know, some novelty or something. And it's just, just unreal what's happening here. So here's, here's, here's where I want to get into crypto. That, that's enough about FTX and all of that. You can read more. There's people um, with way more details and way more involved with what's going on who can report on that. You can go read um, the research on that. But anyway, crypto is supposed to fulfill several promises. Um, first thing it's supposed to do is be decentralized from mass control, certainly from central bank control. Second thing is it's supposed to be a store of value. And I almost couldn't say that with a straight face. It's also supposed to be anti-corruption because of the blockchain and the auditing and, and the controls with that. And here we have one guy, a crypto genius, who single-handedly blew all three of those out of the water. Um, and now people will be lucky to even be able to get any recovery of any of the money that they had on the platform because the whole thing has just crashed. So here we are. We're, we're, what are we, 12, 13 years into this crypto experiment. And if you're looking at any other industry or any other asset class, and you get a decade down the road, it sure as hell better have a use case. Um, and you better be able to get a value on it. And, and to this day, there is not a good use case for crypto. I will argue that until I'm blue in the face, if you think I'm wrong. There's no use case for it at the moment. There's no security around it. It's not a store of value. I mean, a good joke that I've heard, and you've probably heard too, is that the Costco hot dog meal has a better store of value than than Bitcoin does. And that's true because I know that when I walk into Costco today, that hot dog meal is going to be a buck fifty. And I know when I walk in tomorrow, it's going to be a buck fifty. And I've got a pretty good idea that when I walk in six months from now, it's going to be a buck fifty. Now, what a buck fifty is worth because of inflation and the price movement of the dollars, a whole different conversation. But the point is, it has a store value, and I can go back and I can figure out what's the cost of the hot dog bun, what's the cost of the ingredients for the hot dog, whatever's in that thing anyway, what's the cost of the cup and the ice and the syrup for the Coke and the bag of chips or whatever else they give you with that. That all has a value, and then I can put a multiple on it to understand what the profit margin is. Why? Because there's a way to value the Costco hot dog. There is absolutely no way to value anything that's related to crypto, period, end of story, nothing. If you were buying into Bitcoin, as an example, um, all throughout the past, uh, let's say, five or six years, you probably, if you were holding or hodling HODL uh, because somebody made a typo so then it became a thing with all the crypto bros and the YOLOers and the FOMOs and all these things right in 2021. So if you were buying Bitcoin back then and if you were able to hold on and not sell out and you wrote it all the way up 
to the high sixty thousand dollars. It was like sixty-eight thousand or something like that at its peak per coin. Um, and if you're still hodling, like a bro, and you're now holding it at sixteen thousand and some change, how does that feel? More importantly, how does it feel for somebody who bought it when it was at twenty-five thousand? or 33,000 or 49,000 thinking that it was going to come right back up. You're down significantly at this point, way down. And and here's the thing, a lot of those crypto boys and the hodlers from the past couple of years, they're now on TikTok giving you financial advice on why you should buy uh, indexed universal life insurance policies instead of putting money into your 401k because your 401k is a fraud and a ripoff. I'll tell you what's a fraud and a ripoff. People giving advice on TikTok, for the most part, those people have no idea what they're doing, especially if a year ago they were day traders and they were crypto traders and now they're doing life insurance because they can't make money in the stock market or in crypto because they don't know how to do anything that doesn't involve a quick fix. So now they're going to try to sell life insurance and get your premiums and the commissions and all that fun stuff. And if you can't tell on my voice, those guys really piss me off. Anyway. Um, going back to the rant, I'm going to try to rein it back in. Bear with me. Here's the thing. I don't look at crypto all that different than I look at cash, right? So crypto doesn't have a basis of value. Well, neither does cash. It's a fiat currency here in the United States. The, the U.S. dollar is a debt note. Um, so it's worth what we believe it's worth based on the construct of our economy and the way that the money is printed and um, the way that the monetary policy comes down from the Federal Reserve. And we can get into a lot of that stuff. You know, if you want to talk about central banking and and uh, the creation of the Fed as we now know it coming out of the Jekyll Island meetings back in the early 1900s, and then we can probably go back and maybe exhume Alexander Hamilton and ask him about how his thoughts on central banking became what we now know as the Fed and whether or not that's aligned, but that's that's irrelevant to this conversation. The point is, is that cash still has no value. We've been off the gold standard since the early 70s. Thank you, Richard Nixon. It's really debatable whether or not we were truly on the gold standard then because it wasn't a true one-to-one um, as we know it. So cash is a fiat, crypto is a fiat, there's no basis for it, but at least with cash, it's traded globally, it's a global reserve currency in most countries. Um, we have a pretty good indication that our $20 today is going to be $20 tomorrow. And again, we agree that it's worth $20, whatever that actually is worth, but psychologically, it has value and it has a store value because $20 is $20. And inflation be damned, $20 is $20. So not the same with crypto. Um, in fact, if you're holding Bitcoin year to date, you're down about 65, 66%. That's going to move around quite a bit. Just the more of this news comes out, people are losing faith in this whole crypto experiment. It's all speculation anyway. Don't you dare call it an investment. It's totally speculation. And, you know, you want to compare it to stock market because, you know, the crypto bros selling life insurance against your 401k because of stock market volatility. Well... Crypto's down 65, 66% year to date. The S&P 500 year to date's down about 16 17%, depending on how the market ends up closing today. It's Friday, November 18th, so we'll see. But uh, that's quite a big difference. 65 to 66 versus 16, I'll take those odds. Um, and here's the thing with the stock market. Any stock that you wanna pull out, any of them, 
maybe not the penny stocks or some of the over-the-counter stuff can be kind of speculative too, and and there's a lot to at play there. But with most of the uh, publicly traded exchange traded stocks, um, I can pull up information on that company. I can do fundamental qualitative research. I can look at their balance sheet. I can look at their income statement. I can look at their past earnings. I can look at their future earnings. I can look at their pipeline. I can look at their R&D spending. I can look at um, what their multiple is on their earnings and whether or not that's of value, below value, above value, and make really good investment decisions. Based on that, notice I used the word investment because for a company like that, maybe there's an element of speculation, right? There was some of that with, let's go back to who was gonna have the the COVID vaccine first. And there was some speculation over whether it was gonna be Pfizer or Moderna or any of these other companies that were trying to produce vaccines. So maybe that was speculative and that happens from time to time. Um, but we can value those companies. So there isn't a comparison between crypto and the stock market, at least not a comparison that's worth having. So here's here's the thing. Oh, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna leave, well, I'm not gonna talk about this, but also like the whole thing with Venezuela going all in on Bitcoin and trying to make that their national currency, right? Laughable, hilarious. Um, you know, she's, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know, somebody, IMF, somebody's gonna have to bail them out, I imagine. So, okay, here's where I think this is headed. So what's really interesting is that the whole thing with crypto supposing to be decentralized, that's never going to be a reality because there isn't a central bank on the planet that's going to allow that to happen. There isn't a controlling government on the planet that's truly going to allow for some rogue monetary system to operate independent of the state. It's, it's just not, not going to happen. And in fact, to make sure that doesn't happen, the New York Fed and several of the largest banks in this country and actually globally are currently experimenting with a token that they're testing that would be potentially available on a global platform that they would want to have as a stable value. It would be a reserve token, currency, all of that. And, uh, and that's how they're going to try to get some controls around that. So there is not, <laughs> I, guys, I, I don't know why people can't see this. I've been saying this for a couple of years and I'm the one who, you know, missed out on on all the the, you know, the big money that was made in crypto and yeah, some people made a hell of a lot of money in crypto and somebody talking on this podcast did not. And I'm not bitter about that at all because I see what this is and I'll tell you more people lost money than made money. Uh, and that's just the mechanics of the way that these bubbles and speculative bubbles work. And that's all crypto is. It's a bubble. You can pick your coins. I had a couple. Uh, I had probably, I don't know, three or $400 in the crypto market. And I had Ethereum a little bit and a little bit of like, I don't know, Cardano or something like that. But that was guessing. I was guessing. And the only reason I took Ethereum is because of its blockchain um, uh, correlation, right? So... We've got the New York Fed that's going to try to control this with these banks, and they're going to try to get their arms around the crypto market because they need to own it. They need to control it. If there's money to be made, they are going to find it. And if there's money to be made, there's going to be bad actors, whether it be Sam Bankman-Fried or 
you know, some other investment bank or something like that. We're going to find it. It's always going to happen. This isn't an isolated event. Not the last time we're going to hear about it. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to come up with this token. We're going to move that direction and, uh, and we'll see. I'll tell you though, I'm interested in what happens with the blockchain because I think there's a use case in blockchain technology. Uh, I think there's a good use case. I think there's zero use case in picking which coin is going to be the one to do it. Just period. And even tokens, NFTs, like don't, I can go down a whole nother rabbit hole with that. I mean, what a just ungodly, stupid use of money, uh, waste of money that happened over the past couple of years with board apes and all that stuff. You know, good luck with your digital, uh, your, your thing on your phone with an ape that's multicolored and uh, yeah, great, good for you, whatever. Um, you know, I get it like if you're going to have a token where, you know, if you buy the token from say like a local band or something and that gives you, you know, the rights to the early release of their next uh, album or a backstage pass or something like that. Well, now you've just bought a ticket with a picture on it. Great. But this whole thing where it's like you're going to you're going to buy these things or create these things and then sell them for multiple times what you say that they're worth or what you bought it for or whatever. It just absolutely ridiculous get out of here with that crap i mean i'm so glad to see that whole thing really coming down because i was just getting so tired of hearing about it over the past year or two and just not participating because i saw it for what it is a total speculative bubble where a lot of people got burned they they just did they got blown they got blown up their accounts got blown up a lot of money went into the ether and it's never going to come back whether it was an ftx or on coinbase or any of these other platforms um, where you can trade this stuff. Uh, and it's not that these platforms are bad, don't get me wrong. The platforms are trying to create a market for something, but the problem is, is that the market that they're creating has no value or use case. All right, so let me try to land the plane here. I've talked about bubbles and FOMO. I've talked about bad actors. Here's the, the point. Anytime that you're putting money into anything the best way to evaluate that is to know what you own, why you're going to own it, and what it's worth now, and what it might be worth at some point in the future. That's what we call investing. If you're buying something because you think it's going to be the next thing to go to the moon, that's what we call speculating. And if that's the game you're playing, fine. But I don't want anybody to be surprised when that blows up or it doesn't work, or you can't get your money out of the system. It's different when you're investing. And the one thing I can tell you about the stock market is it's never gone to zero. How many crypto coins this year have gone to zero? A heck of a lot more than the stock market. And probably more than the stock market companies have blown up. And there's been a few. So if you're going to put money into something, real estate, oil rigs, Cemetery plots, stocks, bonds, REITs, whatever it is, know what you own, know why you own it, and for the love of God, know how to value it so you can be sure that you're buying something that's going to be able to have a value that's going to be worth something to you and to somebody else and that you'll be able to recuperate that value at some point in the future because that's what this game is all about. The game is not about getting rich quick. If that's what you want to do, good luck to you. 
This game is about building wealth over time, being responsible with your money, knowing what you own, knowing why you own it, knowing what it's worth. All right, my rant is over. If you have a different opinion, if you have the same opinion, if you have research that I should read, if you think that I'm overreacting to crypto, if you think that I'm wrong about crypto, drop a comment, reach out to me. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to have a conversation. I'm all about objectively learning from somebody else's perspective. But I'll tell you, I've been watching this for 10, 12 years now. And uh, and I don't want to say I told you so, but pretty darn close to I told you so with crypto. We'll see what happens. Till next time, take care.